As we hunkered down in social distance, this American Dice played a one-on-one campaign of Dungeons and Dragons, quote, the world's greatest role-playing game, unquote. Today, This American Dice brings you the fourth episode of Dragon of Icefire Peak from the D&D Essentials Kit. In this episode, Serafina and friends continue further into the Dwarven Excavation site with the Rockseeker Brothers. But will they outwit the terrible traps of the God of Greed? How bad could those traps be anyway? Just over a hundred years ago, there was a young man from a village called Conneberry, nearabouts to Neverwinter Woods. He called himself Stothane Wyvernjack. He collected his whole life savings, two big handfuls of gold, and spent them all for a brand new sword and a shield. Stothane had big aspirations to go exploring tombs and dungeons and find some forgotten treasure. And he might have done it too. It wouldn't be the first one that did. Problem was, the dungeon he found was the forgotten temple of Abathor. Truth be told, he wasn't even the first one to find the temple. Thing was long plundered by the time that wide-eyed adventurer stepped into them dusty ruins. I'll tell you this though, he was the first one since the Trove Father to find the hidden chamber all the way in the back. Well, wasn't long before he was staring almost face to face with a granite dwarf. Just a statue, of course. No one Stothane recognized. History didn't interest him too much. Not like the huge glowing emerald that statue held out to him. Stothane almost grabbed it, but smiled and wagged his finger. Every kid in the realms had heard a dozen stories and more about some dumb treasure hunter meeting a painful death in some obviously trapped dungeon. Good thing the first trap he ever seen was the most obvious he could think of. Stothane Wyvernjack didn't know much about human religions, less so about the dwarven kind. So he didn't stop to think about why that dwarf had horns, or why its little eyes glowed that same green as the emerald. If he'd known it was supposed to look like the god of greed, he might have lived long enough to see a second dungeon. Well, at least the beams from the statue's eyes were hot enough that he didn't suffer too long, and that shiny sword sure did look good reflecting all that green for the next few decades. First fight, how'd that go? Was it my first fight? I believe so. I guess it was. You didn't really fight Wing Baby, although you had the option to. Yeah, I guess I didn't, right? I sort of just sang Wing Baby into submission. Yeah, harder to do that with a, a violent jelly. Right, but I thought for my first fight it wasn't too bad. And in fact, you've, you've used all your spell slots. Um, Shanjan unfortunately has two. Inverno's gone down twice mm-hmm. um, and yeah I think uh, 
Oh, and you do have that pile of skulls that fell open right before this started. Right. Um, yeah, and actually, if you just look around in there, there's a, a bunch of gemstones. Fifteen, in fact. Ooh. Um, of various colors. Mostly green. Gemstones in the skulls? Yeah, if you just, like, look around, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like someone put a, a ton of skulls in here. Mm-hmm, to hide and, all the jewels. And some jewels, yeah. Hide some things in the secret hidden hollow pillar. Okay. But, yeah, maybe uh, probably Shanjan would be the one to say it says, um, that was pretty close. These uh, like jellies and things are, well, they're different than fighting things on a battlefield. But, I mean, we made it, thanks to your... Your magic and, I mean, Timora's blessing. Inferno's like, yeah, and a little bit for me. He's like, yeah, of course, sure. But now I'm wondering, maybe, especially since it's after sunset now, maybe we should go back out and think those rock-seeking seeker brothers would let us, you know, get in our camp and just take a, you know, a quick sleep and then do this again in the morning. I mean, I know Timora's always going to be with me and helping me out, but I expended a lot of my prayer energy which are called spell slots <laughs> or do you think we should press on uh, well first of all Inverna your efforts today were valiant and I know we didn't get to see an orc but uh, well seeing that dead orc was pretty good too I won't lie well there you go look on the bright side of things right looks like the acid from those uh that slime creature uh, really dissolved it to death. I bet that was pretty painful. Pretty happy about that. Yeah, and I'm just happy that I got to save you uh, before the same fate awaited you. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if my sword didn't cut it in half and make more of them, I wouldn't need none saving, but, you know, glad you two were there. We'll put that behind us because we won. Despite the that uh, that setback, we pressed on and we did it together. So I say we make good on our word to the brothers. We each grab two pockets full of these jewels in this hidden temple. And we let them know about the treasures that we found. Um, maybe they'll take kindly on us and let us st- spend the night. That way we can all rest up for the next day. Yeah, and I think Inverna says... Uh... Yeah, that that one up. Uh, I didn't really catch her name, so I didn't really care that much to be honest. But uh, one of them seemed pretty nice. I bet he would let us go, and uh, could be easily convinced if they were one to show some kindness. We could at least one of them would. Well, I think because we're not asking much of um, for, and to be quite honest with you, I wish I had known how bad this was, or I would have asked more. <laughs> they all have a laugh. <laughs> uh-huh. Just a montage of them laughing. (laughs) 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 30 minutes later in this movie. (laughs) And then they they each grab um, one fistful um, of jewels to stuff in their pockets. Oh, yeah, there's Um, 15. And they're they're like, you know, not like, like chicken nugget sized gems, basically. Those are big nuggets. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I kind of like what you said. Maybe they were in like the eye sockets of these creatures. The, yeah, the skulls. That'd yeah. be cool. So they they grab two fistfuls and um, um, maybe uh, Feeny puts a bunch in her bag so she could show them and, and offer that to them in exchange for letting them stay there yeah, for the there, night. There are fifteen totals. There's fifteen total. 
Are these magical jewels that are kind of come back to haunt me? Are you giving me that look? <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. Um, all right, so. Oh, and maybe Shanjan does say like, oh, and you have that um, identity spell, right? And since it says ritual in parentheses afterward, that means you can cast it as a ritual, which just takes a little longer, but you don't have to expend a spell slot to cast it. I don't know if I said that before, but that's what that means. What do I what do I need to identify? Well, I have this bird staff. Oh, gotcha. We can see what that is while we're camping. Alright. Let's try it. So you all three go back out into a dwarven settlement. So they take the two jewels each. And then The three of you? Yeah. And then we bring the rest of them back with us to give the to the guys. Oh, so you like hide them? No. We already said we were going to take pocketfuls, but instead of taking pocketfuls, since there's only 15 of these jewels, we take two each. So we take six and then give the rest to them in like a, look what we found. And we brought them back here for you. All the rest of these. And we kept, we kept just a mere two for us each. Sure. So yeah, write down a little two jewels somewhere if you want. Was that nine left? Is that how math works? Yeah, six minus six plus nine is fifteen. Yeah. So we I we go and I'm leading the way this time and um you know, maybe I'll light a candle to light my way. Uh just one because you know, we're now we don't really need to find anything. And I uh come back up on the brothers and it's clear that we've been battling. Yeah. My uh, good dwarven men. We've returned with both good news and a good find. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. she opens her bag to show the skulls with all of the. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, she like opens her bag to like show the skulls with all the jewels in, and holds them up and look. I believe these are your sacred people. <laughs> yeah, and I think so. Tharden is um. Those aren't sacred people. Those are Abathor worshippers, probably uh, heretics and stuff. I don't. They definitely aren't rock seekers for sure. They're not my ancestors. Our, we were all like very uh, lawful, holy people. We would have never worshipped this god of greed. I hate it so much I call him a god of greed. Oh, well, um, I can just toss them over here on the side then if you don't need them. I just thought you might like these jewels. And uh, as you'll notice, not only is the orc gone, but the slime god is also now gone. Nundro, the other one, the the one with the glasses, is like, "Oh, you killed that slime creature. That that's really great. That means we could um, I mean, we could probably go in there and explore the rest of it. Maybe with um, especially if if you were able to, I mean, defeat that. Maybe just uh, you could come with us just to protect us, just in case. But well, um, he's like maybe after a good night's sleep, just kind of looking at these acid burns and things on the three of you. We would be most blessed by your dwarven god." If you could put us up for the night so that, as you can see, me and my men, we are very hurt. We sustained many battle wounds, and a good night's sleep is exactly what I was uh, hoping that you would say. Tharden is like, just regular land. We're not going to stop you from making camp. And I mean, if any of them orcs come back, it'd be a blessing if you were here. Well, I know that Inverna is eager to make an orc's untimely death. <laughs> And uh, I'm just in it for the for the sleep and maybe a, a warm uh, bath to sit my 
big feed in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, we don't have no, we don't have any baths, but sure. <laughs> you don't have any water at all. <laughs> Drinking water, not for your feet. Well, and I'm sure Shan Jan would like to continue his daily meditations. And we are just so thankful. And um, how about we get a little bit of rest and I escort you into the temple one last time to grab any last treasures that you may find. But then we must immediately leave and go back to your brother's house. He's like, yeah, I'm sure there's many places in there, says Nundro. We only really got to where the, the altar was until we saw that slime creature. But we did notice a hidden door. We were able. I was able to discover it by sliding it out. You know, there's probably going to be more of these. Hmm. But yeah, we can look at that in the morning anyway. Let's go to sleep. Good night. Okay. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> we just met. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, actually, you can. There's two kind of ways to kind of uh, regain your your stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a short rest and a long rest, and a re- mm-hmm. long rest is basically just going to sleep for the whole night, mm-hmm. which is what you're doing. So when that happens, uh, you get to regain all of your hit points. Cool. And all of your spell slots. Okay, so I'm back to three. Uh, reminder, I've only played this once. I, never. I've never played this before. No, you're fine. You're doing good. Yeah, maybe you have kind of a... Oh, actually, Inverna says, um, I'll just uh, keep watch as, as the rest of you get some sleep. Well, what? How is she going to heal if she's not going to sleep? Uh, it's weird that you're talking about me uh, just while we're having a conversation. How, but How are you going hey. to get rest and heal, Inverna? I feel like maybe we should take shifts sleeping. Nah, don't worry about it. I'm an elf. I don't actually need to sleep. I'm just going to stay up. All right, we'll stay up and repose. Thanks. But no, I got you. If there's an orc here, definitely going to know about it. All right, well, wake me up if anything happens and... Just yeah, like and then, so she kind of stays up, and you maybe you wake up first just to make it interesting. You're in your little sleeping bag and everything. Sunrise. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got something for this. This is um, sleeping music, I guess. Yeah. Is it almost time to wake up? Yeah, it's time now. <laughs> you hear that? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I forgot you had bard powers. Bardic inspiration, and when you do go to sleep, you can heal better. But you um, you healed fully all this time, so it doesn't really matter. Sweet. But anyway, yeah, you wake up, and you just see kind of Inverna where she was sitting, kind of cross-legged, almost like meditating. She's kind of like staring off into space. But um, she, you can tell she's like, her cheeks are all like, uh, and she has like scarred cheeks too, but you can tell she's been like crying. They're like wet still. And as she sees movement, she kind of regains consciousness sort of, and just kind of like does the back of the hand, like wipe them off. You ready to go then? She kind of starts packing stuff up. Um, yeah, well, I guess we can um, make good on our word to investigate this hidden door but then we need to take these doors back to town master harbin wester we need to collect that reward and the growing danger of the white dragon daily um does concern me for our, our trip back 
Not to mention we have to pick up Miss Tower Lady on the way. Since everyone else is uh, sleeping right now, I gotta say, we, uh, your heart's a little bit too sweet for this kind of life. You, uh, you made a really good deal with them dwarves. You could have got, we could have had more of those uh, gems to bring back for ourselves. I mean, it wasn't my place to speak up, but half of, uh, all the stuff we found in here was already pretty good. We're giving them most of the stuff. Just saying, we could, uh, need some of that money to retire with. Well, Inverna, you can have my portion if you need a little extra. That's not what I'm saying, Feeny. I'm saying you gotta look out for yourself, too. If these folks are offering you money, you take it. You don't have to be so nice all the time. It's one thing to save people, but you're risking your own skin. All three of us almost uh, didn't walk out of there because of that slime. Cost doing business, we could have used half them gems. Well, they're not our gems, you know, and we didn't come here for reward. We came here to help them out of there and then to collect our reward from the town master. And if we negotiate properly, he'll probably give us some more work when we get back into town. But we won't know that until we go. And I understand your position, and I understand why you want to keep a little more for yourself. But what the dwarves have, the halflings have no need for. You know I've hitched my uh, my horse to your cart. I'm going to follow you around, at least for the time being. I ain't trying to, you know, get on your skin or nothing. But if they're offering, hey, maybe next time we think about taking it. That's all I got to say. Just like, all right, let me let me wake up these other boys. All right. Well, I'm gonna go talk to Shanjan about his staff. Oh yeah. We'll agree to disagree for now. <laughs> yes, you can cast uh, identify. No need to really look it up. I guess right now I'll just give you this thing. It's a staff of bird calls. Oh wait, how do I know? Like, what what did I do to reveal it? Yeah, you kind of cast this. The identify spell. If you want to look it up. I'm saying you don't have to, but I'm sure it just tells you what it does. One object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell, It, if it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement and use, and how many um, charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. And if you instead touch a creature throughout the casting, you learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting it. So Feeny goes over to Shanjan. Uh, Shanjan, um, before we go on this little side quest, I guess, to find this hidden door, I think we should figure out what kind of staff that you have here, and maybe we can put it to use. Just go, like, oh, yeah, we were going to do that before I went to bed, but I was totally so sleepy I forgot. Well, how do you feel today, sir? Hey, way better. Good. I'm really glad. And Verna was a little upset with me, so I hope you're okay with me only taking partial payment for what we've done today, but don't worry, we will get our gold pieces when we get back into town. Oh yeah, that's fine. Great, well... Hey, I like getting money, but this is all just kind of really fun to do anyway. I mean, we almost died, I guess, but aside from that, well, I would have never got to see a, a crazy ruined temple from a like ancient evil dwarf god. It's pretty cool. I appreciate you being on my side all all the time. You're a good man. Let's find out what this staff is all about. He holds it, like, horizontal, you know, so it just, like, meets her face, basically, because he's taller, you know? Sure. And um, she pulls out her ukulele, and she says, uh, she looks at it, and then she just says, By this heart of the strong, identify yourself! Identify yourself now!
And it says, Staff of Bird Calls. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it, it, it starts glowing. A random voice from the heaven says, This wooden staff is decorated <laughs> with bird carvings. It has ten charges. While holding it, you can use an action to expend one charge from the staff and cause it to create one of the following sounds out to a range of 60 feet. A finch's chirp. A raven's call. A duck's quack. A chicken's cluck. A goose's honk. A loon's call. <laughs> we heard a loon last night, remember? Did we? In Pet Cemetery. He's like, oh. that's a loon. Oh. <laughs> a loon's call. <laughs> so Pokemon? No, no. A turkey's gobble. <laughs> a seagull's cry. <laughs> How many of these are there? <laughs> <laughs> Two more. An owl's hoot. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or an eagle. <laughs> or an eagle's shriek. The staff regains 1d6 plus 4 expended charges daily at dawn. If you expend the last charge, roll a d20. On a 1, the staff explodes in a harmless cloud of bird feathers and is lost forever. Wow, Shanjan! <laughs> what cool noises! <laughs> I don't really know how that's going to be useful, but maybe if somebody's really into birds... <laughs> It's like a bird see and say. We can we can use it to misdirect an enemy that wants to eat eat a bird. Okay. <laughs> this is what a cool find. Let's go. Let's wake up the dwarves and yeah, magic is incredible, isn't it? <laughs> How's your helmet? <laughs> oh, I didn't sleep with that on. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? I don't know. Uh, oh, well, oh, speaking of my helmet, let me put that thing back on. So she puts you it. You look like scary red eye. <laughs> she puts it back on because, you know, you never know what we're going to find behind that secret hidden door. Bloop, and then puts the puts it on zzz, red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And you wake up the, the two rock seeker brothers. Come on, rock seeker brothers. Show us this hidden door before we head back to. Vandalin. Vandalin. I was already up, says Thornton, who was definitely lying. Well, I'm really sorry about those bird noises, but hope you got some rest. Bird? Okay. Yeah, he definitely slept through it. He was maybe storing in the background. Yeah, so you go back into the hallway place, and yeah, you're looking at any... They kind of said, oh, there must be more secret doors like, mm -hmm. somewhere in here, but where? where? Where do you think you will look for them? I want to check again the altar and see if there's like a secret door there. Yeah, there's not. Although it's really creepily, like, old. It's made of limestone, I think. And it's, like, creepy old blood on it. Maybe there's, like, some sacrifices going on at some point. Maybe that's where all those skulls came from. Mm -hmm. But they look way, way old at this point. Well, if it's not there, maybe... Oh, it's kind of... Oops. Ends in, like, a dead end at that point. Oh, and it's still, like, really dark, so... 
maybe you have some like Shanjan still has a torch going on. So and where the two did, dwarves are like, oh, we can see fine. Where did where did you see these sliding doors, dwarves? Uh, we have names, but sure. Uh, I don't remember. Right here is the only one we found. It looked like the tunnel kept going, but it was collapsed. So you want to go back in there? Well, it's collapsed. I think it's a dead end. There's some various art pieces and stuff we found that we'll try to kind of bring back, but nothing else of use. All right. Well, then was this a pointless side journey? Well, no. There's got to be more secret doors. We just don't know where they are. We found that one only. The presence of one means there must be some more, right? So maybe they get like to the old door and they're like, oh, um, looking around and well, well, we went in there earlier and um, there's nothing, there's nothing to be found. And it looked like the rest of the hall had collapsed, but maybe, and like maybe she starts, um, Feeney starts like uh, running her hands over the wall um, mm. uh, directly across from the, the door. The, the special door with the crazy birds um, that look like his staff. Sometimes things aren't always what they seem. I know in the halfling temples, um, we tend to hide all of our religious figures and special magic and hidden, hidden walls. So maybe if I just push around on this rock wall here, we'll find a, a small opening. Everybody put your hands on the walls and look for a small seam like a door. Yeah, I love it. So why don't you roll another perception check, but since everyone's helping you out, you get to roll 2d20. True. A 16 and a 2. Oh, yeah. So you get to pick the better one. 2? Is that the one? <laughs> no, you get a 19. So yeah, you actually, like, on the opposite wall, this does slide open. Ooh. So, um... She feels like this little, kind of like a seam. Um, I feel something right over here. It's a perfect line. It, the door has to open this way. And then everybody help me push. My little fingers aren't... <laughs> <laughs> my little fingers aren't strong enough. I need everybody to help me. Yeah. And they all, like, move it together. Yeah. And uh, despite you saying that, it is pretty easy to open. But with teamwork, it's it's just so much better. And this opens up into another hallway similar to that, like a kind of a narrow hallway. And there is a branch of it, though. And in fact, as you, if you follow that down, you are able to very easily see, like, oh, this is another door. You can just push it open. And it's like, oh, that was also a secret door. We could have gone down there. And this goes in and then opens up into another kind of tiny room. But it looks like this was just, like, collapsed. And, like, it might have kept going, but it's collapsed and stuff. And, um... Nundro, I think, kind of looks around a little bit, and he's um, like, "Oh, wow, this is this is pretty interesting." But you know, this kind of collapse in a tunnel like this, because even these evil cultists, like, are still dwarves, and they are very good at construction. This must have been some kind of earthquake or something. Like, nothing else could have collapsed it like this. This this would make sense why the other one was collapsed too. It must have been some kind of terrible kind of situation happening. And he's just writing in this little journal. And Thardin's just like, all right, whatever, and just is clearing stuff and looking for treasure and whatnot. But after, even if you stay for a little bit, nothing really nothing of happens. value here. Brothers, I, I think that we've hit a dead end. And uh, it might be time for us to head back to town. And Thardin's like, 
if you want, but I'm pretty interested in this wall over here. If this is going to be symmetrical. Maybe there's going to be another one of these uh, secret sliding guys over there. So the five of them walk back out of the dilapidated building and Feeney goes down the hallway and slides open the door um, with the help of everybody kind of helps her a little bit. They open it up to reveal the, the room and the altars right in front of them. She says, huh, well, maybe that chamber where we were was where they used to keep the sacrifices. And she um, walks around and goes straight and said, well, I guess there's no harm in trying the, the opposite door and see if it leads anywhere. Yeah, and I think I'm not even going to make this a roll because you're like you're able to see like the exact situation on there is like another secret door opposite. Yeah. So she slides open the secret door and there's another hallway. Yeah, and this one, it's, it goes down here a little bit, but it looks like it's collapsed. Like maybe that's connected to it. I assumed it would be connected to it. And similarly, it goes up there. Collapsed. Yeah, and in fact, so this one goes into like a little bit bigger and goes over here. Like it opens up into a bigger room here, but the room kind of goes to all the way down here. And then Sophini opens the door and they all walk in after her. And she's like, takes a, a few steps and, huh, well, this looks like where the, the rubble starts. So I surely don't think that we're going to get much farther. And then she looks to her right and she sees um, a hallway with um, like torches and stuff on the wall. And says, oh, this leads to one more, I guess. It couldn't hurt trying to, couldn't hurt seeing what we have down here. Yeah, they kind of, um, Tharden in particular is just like, all right, well, this is, we got to keep searching. There's There's got to be more stuff here. Oh, this is actually a bunch of like, um, and it's a little bit collapsed and like stuff is messed up, but there's a bunch of like beds and cots and things. Hmm. And a few of them have like dwarven skeletons like attached to them here, you know, like in the bed or under the beds and stuff. Mm. Tharden kind of looks over, or I guess Nundro, the sage, is just like, oh, you know what? These, uh, these skeletons, like decayed, um, cultists, they, uh, they're all wearing these leather armor things that, look, they have little gold studs on them. You might be able to get some money out of these. I think it'd be worth it to kind of desecrate these people, even though they're evil. Just to get the gold out of it. And Tharn's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. But what does Serafina say? Well, I'm not much for desecrating religious bodies, but you did say you didn't worship their god. Um, so I guess it would be fair to take the gold. Um, but, you know, maybe this time um, we could take a, a few extra for our crew um, for doing this extra job today, uh, give a little, give a, give a few more between me and Inverna and Shanjan. And then once we've collected all the gold that we can find, uh, it's best that we hurry back and grab our things and prepare to leave. I think that, um, your efforts here were valiant and maybe in the future when the white dragon is no longer a threat in the area, you can come back, but it's time for us to collect what gold we can and then leave. Yeah, Tharn's like, go ahead and pry them uh, studs out of there. Yeah, I'm sure there's got to be another secret door here. And I think probably Inverna's the one who 
says like or no i'll say nundro i guess he says um oh actually fascinating this oh come come here and look um, and one of the skeletal priests here has this uh like green jeweled dagger like medallion kind of he's like oh this is this is quite fancy but hmm and there's all kind of uh dwarven runes on it like he's like oh this is quite fascinating uh he kind of hesitates he's gonna like touch the thing or not and he's like hmm i don't i mean i'm i'm a quite firm believer in the the all-father moradin i don't know if i should be touching apathor relics but maybe if you want to sell this you could he kind of looks at his spectacles and he's like hmm translates to taxation is theft would you like this medallion uh, you know what? Yes, I will take, um, I will take this medallion. I know, um, Inverna could use it, and it's not my lore. Sure. Now you have a Abathor Emerald medallion, if you want to put that somewhere. Okay. And then I think to, uh, maybe as you two were talking, Tharn's like, hey, you know what? Look over here real fast. And over here, uh, like the far end of the wall. Mm-hmm. He's like, this m- just might be our secret door. I'm trying to figure this out. You can kind of, he maybe points to the bottom. You can see like where the, the wall would meet the floor. There's like a like slight green glow coming out from under it. Mm. He's like, I'm trying to figure this out, but I don't know. And then maybe she like gets down on her hands and knees and kind of like, looks underneath the door and well I can see a green glow back there but after what we just went through with a yellow slime I'm not so sure I'm ready to jump back in there what do you think could be behind this wall and uh, maybe the rest of them kind of mull it over for a second and do you think we should open it Shanjan well it could be fascinating I don't know I don't know what could be over there I mean, if it's casting some kind of magical glow, I guess that, that slime wasn't glowing per se, but it was like a gold color. Are there green jellies? I don't know. All right. Well, dwarves. And he's like, oh, that 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 emerald medallion is green. Maybe there's more of those in there or something. Hmm. I guess that necklace isn't technically glowing, but it is green. All right, dwarves. We're going to open this last door, but then we have to go back. So she opens the door. And yeah, it's just like a very narrow hallway that goes back and opens up into a, a kind of relatively big room. It's got like a big statue in the middle. Like relatively big. The biggest one in the <laughs> temple. Sure. What? You're fine. Um, uh, is it not big enough for you? It's very big. Uh, I would say too big, but this year wrap, you're good. Relatively big. <laughs> so yeah, this one's interesting. So there's a big uh, statue of a dwarf. Yeah, this is a kind of a dwarf. Yeah, okay. And he's um, standing on a forge, you know, or like a not a forge, but like an anvil. Oh, okay. A forge is definitely not an anvil. I don't know. What I'm Maybe he has a. Uh, like a hammer over his shoulder and he's holding out this big like huge um, 
green gem, and that's what's casting this light. Hmm. As big as a baby's head. It's like huge. Like a, you know, like softball size or bigger. Um, it looks like very well cut, like emerald kind of thing. Oh, and this dwarf has like horns on it, and it has eyes that are like scratched out. Tharden kind of says some kind of, uh, or what languages do you speak? Don't you speak a, do you speak a fun, speak, different language? Um, common and halfling. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you don't understand what he's saying, but something in Dwarven, um, just kind of in awe, like for a minute and then says, uh, that's, uh, that looks like a Moradin, but someone defaced it. This is some kind of sacrilege. And Nundro kind of takes a step up and looks at this jewel and is like, oh yeah, that's quite interesting. This, um, it's definitely not Abathor, though Abathor has the horns and the, the jewel and things, but this seems like it, it is like some kind of a defaced, like unholy mockery of what Moradin is. This is like the hammer and the anvil, of course, with his soul force. That's quite interesting. I, I can see why this place might have been cursed with earthquakes and things. Based on this, this is... And this, he kind of puts his eye, like his glasses up and down at the jewel, and he's like, and this looks like quite a, quite a piece of treasure. And he, um, maybe you three are in the back, still by the door. And kind of the other dwarves kind of, or Nundro was the only one there, I guess, kind of looks back and Inverna's like a, she kind of elbows you and kind of looks, points at the ground. And there's this, looks like a charred skeleton by the doorway. Like some kind of a, and um, yeah, she might say, uh, that ain't no dwarf kind of looks uh, you see it looks like a big like a big like a human-sized skeleton that looks like it was like burnt up like maybe centuries ago long long ago and then Inverna kind of points around the doorway and there's all these like runes that are now glowing like, kind of like pulsing like dim like green light <clears throat> oh also I forgot one one final detail is that uh, the dwarves eyes the dwarf statue's eyes are like also glowing green, like almost in the same light as this, uh, you know, the jewel that it's holding. So <clears throat> Feeney looks around and, and sees the runes and is uh, making a mental note of them and and says, uh, "Brothers, I I recognize some of these runes from my travels, but I don't recognize some other ones. Are we in a cursed place? What is this place? And what do these runes mean?" Oh, you, you can make a skill for that if you want. Sure. It is an arcana check. So I do an arcana check? Yeah, it's like to figure out magical stuff. Okay. 11, 12, 13. Hmm, yeah, it seems like you can definitely tell this is some kind of a, like magical situation. Maybe a... You can tell me how you figure this out, but oh, these didn't start glowing until we came in, so something must have been like set, like just us walking through the door, mm-hmm. like turn these runes on, and it's doing some kind of um, specific thing. Oh, and maybe with that check, you're able to figure out oh, they're um, like dimming ever so slightly, and you know what? I'll say with that Arcana check, it's like decent. Um, you can tell that this jewel that it's holding is there's something magical about that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This one is a 
Bless you. <laughs> no, they're just magical. They're just like some kind of magic. <laughs> I thought I was reading the runes. No, not with. If your check was higher, you would be able to figure out exactly what they said. But you didn't well, I recognize out. some of these, but some of these I don't. Yeah. And it looks like they seem to be dimming. Look, that one was just lit up purple, and now it's not. But this one's now purple. Yeah. So uh, Shinjin's like, wow. Uh, Oh boy, if it's counting down, I hope it's not like a trap or something. Like what what do you think we should do? Do you, should we get that gem and get out of here? Or? I think we need to get that gem and get out of here as soon as possible. And uh, I think the very there's a very real fear of um, these caves um, crumbling around us like those other hallways. And brothers, if you're if you're ready, we can all pull the stone out and carry it together back to safety. Oh, I think both the brothers are just like uh Tharden in particular is just like, um, hmm, I don't know about that. I've I've heard about you adventure types and stealing gems in some temples. Isn't that what usually causes the trap? Well, not in our past adventures. They all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and then maybe Nundro's like, oh, uh, well, I don't know, brother. I mean, I've heard of that the stereotype, too, and bard stories and stuff about stealing gems. I think a monkey stole one once in a fought in the temple of wonders and things but um also this is the god of greed so maybe you're supposed to take it i don't know and they kind of just all look at you we didn't come all this way for nothing we could essentially leave one of these heavy sacks in its place (laughs) you have some heavy sacks with you (laughs) (laughs) yeah why not i mean you have that uh oh you have a water skin right like a little thing of water or or some rations you could use another ration if you want some a bag of jerky on top (laughs) you'll switcheroo yeah what do you think um well most likely inverna or shanjan probably have a water thing too right yeah i think every all three of you have one i guess i could leave mine behind it's like a lambskin think of like a or those uh, camel pack kind of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of water in it. Um, you know, brothers, if, if you were to take this back into town, I think everybody would, would know what great um, prospectors you are. I think considering that you don't worship the god, why not? Let's take it. I'll put my water water bag in place of it, and then I'll, I'll hand you all the big gem. And as you're explaining this, you, you see like the, the runes on the outlining the door they're getting dimmer and dimmer it's like oh if something's about to happen it's gonna happen pretty soon all right let's do it on three one two I think three especially the dwarf the rock seeker brothers kind of step back like uh <laughs> yeah so do you switch it yeah interesting so yeah as soon as you kind of touch the or grab the gem your hand goes like right through it like it as if it wasn't almost like a, I mean, I don't know if, how you would know it, but like a, you as the player know, like almost like a hologram. Like, oh, this was just an optical illusion kind of, or illusion magic. And uh, kind of the, the dwarves' eyes kind of glow very bright. Um, maybe they smoke a little bit. And uh, as if talking from, from somewhere within this statue, unearthly voice Greed is good. You have passed the test. And then 
these uh, different runes kind of light up and almost like trail along the like the wall. And on the far side, uh, they go there. Kind of this panel opens up that you you hadn't noticed before. So this panel opens up, and um, it's almost like a cabinet, sort of. You can picture that. And it's a cabinet. Yeah, like a like a little alcove opens up. You know, uh, who would say it? Probably Tharden. It's just like, oh well, good thing we passed the test. I guess that guy didn't. Pointing at the skeleton. Hmm. And so then. Feeney climbs off the statue and is like uh, in awe of all these like beautiful lit up runes around the room and turns around and um, says, well, um, it looks like uh, being greedy paid off this one time. Mm -hmm. Ha 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 (laughs) ha. And then uh, she's like, look at this, guys. It's a cabinet. I bet there's something useful and unique and special in here. And then goes over to the opening cat, the open cabinet. Yeah, and it looks like there's a bunch of maybe like food or something, but it looks like rotted centuries ago, possibly. Maybe uh, this, I don't know, some kind of holder that's holding this like really fancy gem, like a really well-cut, beautiful gem. And also this uh, kind of necklace of little red rubies in it. It's like got a... Several red rubies. I don't know how many exactly. I know exactly. And um, Sofini grabs the necklace. Oh, maybe Shanjan comes over and is looking at this with you. And he's like, oh, that diamond. If these were priests, they could probably cast this miracle called Raise the Dead. But one thing you need is a a very fancy diamond. This is probably one of these diamonds that you could use to raise the dead if anyone ends up dying. Wow. Wow. He's like, and that that looks like it might have been a hot dog, but like decades and centuries ago. Mm -hmm. Well, this definitely looks like where they would um, uh, bring their offerings to this god of greed. Brothers, I I think that we should take, that you should take some of these um, jewels and gold pieces and um, uh, artifacts. And uh, I would like this necklace, please. Um, do Do you give them the diamond? No. So they go back to, so they go, they all turn around. Um, Feeny has in her pouch both the diamond and the ruby necklace. And um, the, the dwarves have, are, are like gathering um, artifacts and, you know, potions and uh, little things that whatever they could find in there. And then they, um, then we all run, we all come back. This way down the hallway and around the secret entrances. Oh, and one cool thing is when you, whenever the last person leaves that room, like just you see the uh, the giant green emerald kind of rematerialize. Hmm. So they all they go back to the front where the campsite is, and she says, "All right, everybody, um, it's time to gather up everything and and prepare for the trek back home um, to the town master, dwarves." Get your things, as it's time to go. And she says, but before we go, I just want to check these two items and see if I, either of them are worthy of magic magic powers to, to keep with us for the future. So she uses her <coughs> identity. Identify, yeah. Identify. So, first of all, identify, remember if you take the time to cast it 10 minutes mm-hmm. you don't have to use a spell slot mm-hmm. so you don't have to mark a spell slot so i don't have to mark that off. 
And the ruby necklace is, in fact, a magical item. Okay. It's a necklace of fireballs. Whoa. But the diamond, although not magical, is the main ingredient to cast Ray's Dead. Okay. But you'll have to also find a priest who's able to cast that. Right. If you do die. And you have that sweet taxationist theft medallion amulet thing. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, not, that was the, the only ma- magical thing was that necklace. Okay. And it tells you, identify what it does, too. If you want to see how valuable that would be to you. This necklace has 1d6 plus 3 beads hanging from it. You can use the action to detach a bead and throw it up to 60 feet away. When it reaches the end of its trajectory, the bead detonates a third level fireball spell, save DC 15. You can hurl multiple beads or even the whole necklace as one action. When you do so, increase the level of the fireball for one for each bead beyond the first. So basically just grenade. It's a grenade Mm -hmm. thing. Well, uh, brothers, brother dwarves, I'm sure you don't have as much need for magical items as we do on our quest, especially if there's a, there's ever a chance that we may have to go against the white dragon. And uh, if you don't mind, I would like to keep the necklace of fireballs and the diamond for our work today. Mm, yeah. So how about you make a persuasion check? Okay. What? You got a one, but guess what? You're happling, remember? You can roll it again. What is that? A six or a nine? Six. Six plus six, seven, eight, nine. Probably Nundro's like, oh, yeah, I guess that, that kind of makes sense, sure. But Darn's like, whoa, hold on. Hold on a second here. Um, hmm. you're, so you're taking six gems. You're taking that little pendant. You're taking this thing that you said is a grenade launcher. And you're taking uh, some, maybe the best cut diamond I've ever seen. I mean, we said half halfsies originally. And you said you'd give us more. This seems, uh, I don't know how fair this is. I mean, we found the place. And hey, you would have left. Unless I said that, you know, we should go in that secret door. Just reminding you. What if I give you my dread helm? We gave that to you. How about this? I will hand you back the two jewels in my pocket, and you can have the gold coin. And I'll keep the necklace and the diamond. Oh, yeah, we did pry out those gold studs, I guess. Forgot about them. You said you were going to do what with the gold coin? You can have my gold coin. I only have the one. And then you can have my... my... <laughs> you only have one gold coin. Yeah, I just picked, picked up one. The taxation is theft or whatever. The pendant. Yeah. Let me take my two jewel, my two jewels from my pocket. Yeah, I think Shanjan's like a. Yeah, and you know what? Um, hey, if we probably are gonna need those, you can have my two as well. And Inverna's just like drugs. <laughs> so that's um, four of your jewels back, and the helmet. Nundro's like that helmet was pretty cool. Be like real scary, and Tharn's just like. That helmet's not going to do any us any favors. Uh, I mean, I guess we can have it. Maybe we can sell it to some other one, some other people. But if you don't like it, sure, I can take that back. And uh, what was that? Thirteen gems. And uh, what else you giving us? So you've got thirteen gems, and the dread helmet. Oh, and this uh, this evil cultist necklace, huh? No, I decided not to give that to you. Oh well, thanks. Uh, 
<sighs> well, I don't know. That seems pretty bad. I don't think I like this. And N Nundro's just like, Brother, can you... Let's go talk over here. These these adventurers are really helping us out. Can you just please calm down? And he's like leading them away. And they're kind of, you know, they have their... The two dwarves have their arms over each other's shoulder, you know. They're like chatting about something. Who knows what they're saying? And then from behind you, you kind of hear some noise. I think just like, all right, hold it right there. And you kind of turn around and you see this group of orcs that have kind of come up onto this area. I think that'll be the cliffhanger where we stop. Fun. Oh. Anything else? Um, sure. We went on a quest to meet the dwarves, their brothers. For a reward, we almost met an orc and we fought some goo. It was yellow, it was yellow, and then Inverna cut it in half. Why did she do that? But it's okay. I stabbed it anyway, and we found some jewels and a necklace of fireballs then we were about to leave and we saw a scary statue and next thing you know there were orcs waiting for us what's gonna happen when the orcs come for us Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealeaf and David as the Dungeon Master. Austin helped with the opening. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland. Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Pernay and Miloslav Koller and Happy Victory by Heatley Brothers. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help this American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review we receive on air as your favorite Muppet character. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. And remember, wash your hands and wear a mask. one on a d20 okay. like the worst one you can get yeah you get to re-roll it because you're so lucky oh i'm i'm so lucky mm -hmm. i'm a star i'm a halfling uh -oh. i'm Copyright. a bard <laughs> <laughs> amazing okay keep that one in your brain pan <laughs> tharden kind of looks over or i guess nundro oh they're uh i'm not southern oops Frankly, my dear, I don't give a doisp.